Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the final episode of the Days of the Week series here on Aphrodite's Oracle. Thank you for following along with me and for clicking here on this episode. My name is Valerie, and today we round out the series with the final episode. We're talking about Sunday today, and we're going to talk about alchemy and the perfection of all matter on any level, including that of the mind, the spirit, the body, and the soul. We are going to talk about how hardships and difficult life circumstances purify the soul. We're talking all things illumination and physicality and personal achievement. We are also going to explore Christian values and why Sunday is a sacred day. Sunday is quite obviously named after the sun, the almost perfect sphere that lights up our days and melts us into our nights in the most beautiful way possible. In fact, the sun is the closest thing to a perfect sphere that has ever been observed in in the natural world. The sun, this incredibly bright, intense, spherical ball of fire rotating in space and shining its life force down to earth to sustain life itself in the most delicately perfect Goldilocks, not too hot, not too cold sort of way. This luminary can generate a very strong magnetic field. According to space.com, typically the strength of the sun's magnetic field is about twice as strong as Earth's. However, it becomes highly concentrated in small areas where it can reach up to 3,000 times stronger than usual. So this creates kinks and twists in the magnetic field. And this is because the sun spins more rapidly at its equator than at the higher latitudes. And this is because the inner part of the sun rotates faster than the surface of the sun. And these distortions create features, we'll call them, ranging from sunspots or solar flares to something called a coronal mass ejection. Okay, the sun is the giver of life and it represents our conscious mind in astrology. It represents our will to live and our creative life force. The sun's golden glow is a vital life force which imbues our bodies with strength, energy, and a will to succeed. It is the sun that gives strength and pull to the other planets, both physically but also in the birth charts, which is why this planet 
occupies a key role in astrology, so key, in fact, that most people think that their sun sign is the only part of astrology, when in fact there are so many different points of reference and placements about your birthday. And I've been talking about that a little bit throughout, I guess, my entire podcast. But when you think about your sun sign, it's your zodiac sign. This is the sign that most people already know about themselves. So because of the energies of this spherical ball of fire, Sunday is the best time to deal with career ambitions, personal finance, advancement, promotion, strength, obtaining goals, and illumination. It's also a time of rest, which I will get to in a little bit, which may seem conflicting, but there is method to it. Sunday sets the tone for the rest of the week. We should ensure that our Sundays are full of light, fun, and happiness. The golden influence of the sun is strong and forceful and life-giving, but it's also a day to sort of bask in the sun and celebrate its sacredness and the spiritual growth that we have made up to this point. So because of the planetary association, this is a day that's also connected to solar deities like Helios and Ra, R-A. Helios being the Greek titan god of the sun, the precursor to Apollo, who is the Olympian god of the sun, and Ra, who is the ancient Egyptian deity of the noon sun. So they had different deities according to where the sun was in the sky, but overall Ra was believed to rule in all parts of the created world, so the sky, the earth, and the underworld. He was the god of the sun, order, kings, and of the sky. So since Ra ruled over the noonday sun, you still have the rising sun and the setting sun. Horus was the rising sun, and Osiris represents the setting sun. The sun itself, and by extension, the day of Sunday, signifies creation, power, and good health. And since we've already spoken at great length about Apollo, the Olympian Greek god of the sun, he has an entire episode here on this podcast, and I invite you to take a listen if you're curious. Uh, But for today, I'll speak a little bit on Helios, the Titan god. Now, remember that before the gods and goddesses of Mount Olympus, the Titans were the primordial embodiments of divinity. They ruled over the earth and the sky and the underworld before the Titanomachy that installed the pantheon of Olympus. Helios and his qualities 
are the undercurrents of the energies swirling around every hour during the 24 hours devoted to Sunday each week. Physically, Helios was depicted as a handsome titan with flowing, long, uh, blonde hair. He had a golden chariot and he drove this across the sky pulled by four flaming horses. This was the image in the minds of ancient Greeks when they thought of Helios. To them, he was the representation of the sun itself and sunlight traveling across the sky every day. Artwork of the time often shows Helios to be wearing a shining halo made of sun rays. He had piercing eyes and, of course, the blonde hair. So we see the quality of strength here, also brilliance and a reverence for holiness with the halo and a strength being displayed at the ability to pull the sun daily. The Roman equivalent to Helios was Sol, S-O-L. And we would be remiss not to mention the sacredness and spiritual significance of Sunday, the day for many people around the world reserved for worship. In the Christian faith, this is a day of rest and gathering to worship as a congregation in churches. Of course, you guys know I personally believe that we should be worshiping our source God daily, if not hourly, with constant gratitude and appreciation for our lives. Although I do think it is important to gather as a group in a sacred space of worship as well, there is power in alignment with like-minded individuals with a heart-centered purpose. Why do Christians worship on Sundays. Well, after God brought his people out of Egypt, okay, and through the Red Sea, the Sabbath day took on even more significance as a covenant sign or promise that God sanctified his people. And this is according to the book of Exodus. And on that day, the saints celebrated their reality that God had created them and that their rest was rooted in God's rest. To quote Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. The seventh day, or the Sabbath, it denotes a set-apart period of created time by Yahweh in the scriptures, as in Genesis chapter 2, the word Sabbath from the Hebrew word Shabbat, it means to rest from labor, the day of rest. And directly from Genesis chapter 2, it says, and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all the work which he had made. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it 
He rested from all his work, which God had created and made. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created. So according to biblical texts, Sunday is a day of basking in the sun and appreciating the fact that we have work to do and yet we don't have to do it today. The zodiac sign of Leo is associated with the sun. Leo is ruled by the sun and as an extension, the innate qualities of Leo will shine on Sundays. You have creativity, passion, generosity, warmth, cheerfulness, humor, and also this inherent quality of brightness. From a Freudian standpoint, the sun is our ego. It is our adult, quote unquote. That part of us that censors our inner child, the aspect of ourselves that reasons things out and makes final decisions. The sun is our basic identity representing self-realization. Now, psychologically speaking, the ego is the component of the personality that is represented by our conscious decision-making process. The ego is the component of the personality that is responsible for dealing with reality. According to Freud, the ego develops from the id, which the id is the instinctual biological component. And the ego makes sure that the impulses of this instinct can be expressed in a manner acceptable to the real world. You see, we need our ego. And there is a difference between what I'm talking about here as it relates to the ego and the way that society uses the word in an arrogant egotistical, very uh, almost negative way. And this is also why the zodiac sign of Leo can be considered an arrogant sign because we're ruled by the sun and the sun represents the ego in spiritual texts and also in psychology. When we are acting out our sun, we are purposeful, directed, confident, and creative. On the negative side, we can be haughty, overly willful, self-centered, and judgmental. Energies and associations of Sunday include rest, self-expression, spiritual connection, and abundance. In the birth charts, the position of the sun by zodiac sign represents the style in which a person will leave their mark on the world. There is a common astrological and now actually astronomical symbol for the sun. And this is a circle with a dot in the middle of it. This particular image was once the alchemical symbol for gold being the most perfect of the metals. For the alchemist, the sun represents the perfection of all matter on any level. The symbol's association with both gold and the sun 
dates back as far as alchemy does. And it appears that the sun was worshipped as a personified, life-giving deity in Babylonian, Egyptian, Greek, Roman, and all other major civilizations of history. And I find it interesting that that symbol, the circle with the dot in the middle of it, represents gold and the sun. Yes, but it is also known as the circumpunct, which is the first symbol for God. And so as you can see, civilizations for eons have looked to the sky and noticed divinity and understood the power and the need we have for the sun. Crystals associated with this day include amber, diamonds, carnelian, gold, not necessarily a crystal, but a substance, quartz, sunstone, tiger's eye, and yellow topaz. So here we have yellowy, orangey, radiant stones, just like the sun. The way we properly determine the value of a diamond, you have the color, the cut, the clarity, and the carrots. But you also have the fire quality of your diamond, which basically means how much light does it catch and throw? Or how much does it sparkle? And in that way, you can definitely see how a diamond could be representative of the sun. Now, amber, amber stimulates the intellect and promotes self-confidence and creative self-expression. It encourages decision-making, spontaneity, and brings wisdom and patience. Next, we have carnelian. Orange stones, especially the carnelians, are excellent aids for physical training, coordination of physical exercise programs, and for balancing the energy levels in the body. The ancient Egyptians called carnelian, quote, the setting sun. Carnelian captivates. Its bold energy brings a rush of warmth and joy. And this feeling stimulates and empowers the psyche. Next, we will discuss gold. So people in Kemet, which is the ancient African name for Egypt, believed that gold had special magical powers and they would bury their dead with gold in order to protect the person in the afterlife. They were so taken by its beauty that they would only let specifically trained and qualified citizens handle the processing of their gold into amulets, jewelry, what, what have you. Gold does represent more than material wealth. In fact, so much more. The Baha'i writings talk about gold as a way to measure the purity of spiritual wealth. Alchemically speaking, the fiery purification of gold becomes a metaphor for achieving spiritual perfection. In the science of alchemy, the goal is to turn base metals like lead into the most valuable substance of the ages, gold. 
This is a purification process. And the more that the gold encounters fire, the more purified it becomes. Spiritually, the more difficulties a soul encounters during a lifetime, the purer it becomes. Or should I say, the purer it has the ability to become. Why? Well, the fire or the challenge, this is what purifies and burns away all of the hardship, pain, anger, and hardness. And when you let yourself walk through the fire, this is when you heal, let go, learn the lessons, and most importantly, let love in. As much as the trials we face can be bone-chilling and terrifying, heart-wrenching, and emotionally debilitating, we must realize that, guys, this is key, okay? This, if you hear nothing else, hear this. Some lessons can only be learned through this pain. Wisdom, not knowledge, but true inner wisdom is the result of healed trauma or pain of any kind. And I'll say that again. Wisdom is healed trauma. Some forms of strength can only be built from the lowest points. And as difficult as it may be to hear, and for it, as difficult as it is for me to say, I personally consider myself lucky. Yes, really and truly lucky to have experienced some of the toughest life lessons that a person can. Because now I know that my inner strength Okay, my foundation is a solid place. How do I know that it is solid? Well, because I built it myself. In spiritual alchemy, the goal is to take, and I wrote about this in my book. I haven't talked about my book in a long time, but I have a book called The Beauty Alchemist. It's available on Amazon. I talked about this a little bit in the book about how, spiritually speaking, the equivalent to gold is love. So we take everything that is the base metal or the lead, like fear, judgment, hate, any of, any of the lower vibrating emotions, and we walk through the fire of facing this. And when we come out of the other side, we find love. In the tarot deck, both the sun card and the strength card are associated with Leo and as extension Sunday. After everything we've talked about here, I do find this to be fitting on Sundays. Access your inner fire, your inner strength. Take a look at where you may be avoiding the light in your life. We can have the tendency to put our less savory feelings and thoughts deep inside of us where the light cannot reach it. And then we even build up emotional walls that can block the light even more. On Sunday, the energy will help support you in the endeavor to look into these darker places and bring love or light in. 
A few more talismans in relation to Sunday include incenses of cedar, cinnamon, and lemon. Colors like amber, gold, and orange, and yellow. Herbs and plants like angelica, buttercups, eyebright, juniper, marigolds, and of course, guys, sunflowers. Well, this has been a lot of information. So as we take a look at our week and we consider how best to navigate the energies, remember that Sunday is sacred, holy, an extremely powerful day. Our connection to the divine, while always present, is magnified during these hours. Remember to allow love and light to enter your dark places on this day. Find inner strength and take time away from work to rest. Thank you guys so much for all of your insights and messages when it comes to the days of the week that I've presented here during this series. And I hope that you learned something and will continue to strive for excellence and for clarity, introspection, and of course, self-growth. You can find me on Instagram at Val Cody. You can find my book, the beauty alchemist on Amazon. And then my email address is my name, Valerie Anna Cody at gmail.com. Thanks everyone. Be well.